You know, some people enjoy composing their own music, chord by chord, and others are happiest when they come across that one perfect song. Work is not a lot different than that. Whether you prefer building your own workflow or using a pre-made template, with Monday.com, you and the team can work in a way that's comfortable for everyone. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com and build your own amazing workflow or find an awesome template. No judgment. I'll bet you I know another old boy that right now is drooling because he gets hungry at the drop of a hat. Here he is, Dr. History. Good morning, Zeb. That does sound kind of tasty. Ooh, I love apples and onions. That combination absolutely is great. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, that, I'm not even hungry, and that, that sounds good. Oh, come on, you skinny, scrawny little guys. You're always hungry, and you can take a bath in a shotgun barrel. You can eat all day long. <laughs> Uh, what can I say? How you doing today? I am great. Hey, listen, we've had some inquiries about people uh, wanting to know more about Dr-History.com. Before we get started with your story, tell everybody about that real quick. Well, the website is up and running now for about two and a half months, and we've got, uh, well, probably about 12 or 13 stories on there every week. A new This story today We'll be on there probably tonight or tomorrow morning, so uh, anybody can go back and listen to previous stories, and again, every week we'll put on a new story. Uh, I was checking on the statistics, and we actually have listeners in China, Japan, England, Europe, uh, Brazil. Uh, I don't know how they found out about us, but we've actually got listeners basically almost all over the world. Right Holy now. smokes, I'm making everybody mad. We could sever relationships with a whole bunch of countries on this program. Oh, yeah. That's why I try to keep this uh, uh, family-friendly. There you go. Well, now listen, what have you got for a family-friendly story this morning? Well, Zeb, you know, years ago in the Old West, uh, when you traveled, there were certain things that made things safer and some things that made things more dangerous. Mm-hmm. If you traveled alone by yourself, who knows what would happen to you. So I'm going to tell you what happened to a few people. Uh, So I want you to just uh, picture in your mind, if you will, there's a guy by the name of Dr. William York. He's traveling on his horse, and as he's going along, he comes to a place called the Bender Inn. Okay? Now, it's been a long day on the Osage Road, and he was tired. This was in Kansas. He was tired and hungry, and he didn't think he could make it another five miles to the small town of Cherryville. Uh, in retrospect, he should have kept it going. Uh-oh. Now, this is south of Topeka and east, east of Wichita is where we're talking about. Now, the good doctor was traveling a lonely stretch of southeastern Kansas between Fort Scott and his home in Independence. Now, although little more than a cabin, the Bender Inn was a welcome sight. Dr. York uh, noticed that there was a crudely painted sign above the door that said groceries. Now, besides a meal, he knew he could get a bed for the night and a bit of grain for his horse. Now, again, Kansas in 1873 was still a dangerous place uh, for a lone man to travel. I mean, think about it. There was the Osage Indian raids, and outlaw attacks were not uncommon in this part of the This was still wild country. Now, besides visiting his brother in Fort Smith, York also had come looking for clues about a good friend and his daughter who had gone missing several months earlier. And they were believed to have gone this same route. So he was trying to figure out if he could find any clues as to what happened. So 
Anyway, so here he is at the Bender Inn. Now, Dr. York, he didn't pay much attention to Ma or Pa Bender, who seemed kind of standoffish, kind of uh, unsociable. And their son, Junior Bender, appeared nice enough, but uh, he appeared to be a little slow. I mean, you know, not the sharpest tool in the shed, I guess you could mm-hmm. say. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, the good doctor... Uh, uh, he did feast his eyes upon the hostess, a uh, very attractive 23-year-old Kate Bender. Mm-hmm. Now, she was kind of a refreshing sight after a long day on the trail, and Kate was not only pretty, but she was charming. I mean, uh, a good conversationalist. Uh, now, locally, she was known as a psychic, occasionally holding seances and lectures on spiritualism. And anyway, this attractive uh, woman welcomed uh, the tired and travel-worn Dr. York into the inn, and now I want you to picture this. This is an important part of the story. There was a canvas screen that separated the eating area from the kitchen and the sleeping cots. Now, that canvas screen is going to come into play here in a little bit. Uh-oh. Now, Kate, Kate seated her guest with his back to this canvas curtain and fed the hungry man while she talked to him about spiritualism and dazzling him with food and drink and conversation, and Anyway, at some point after dinner, uh, York leaned his head back against this canvas divider, and he kind of waited. Well, waiting behind the screen was Pa and Junior. And they sprang into action. Oh, boy. As soon as the doctor leaned back against that canvas, they bashed the doctor's skull in with a pair of heavy mallets. Oh. Now, if that wasn't enough, and I hope this doesn't put too many people off uh, to kill the doctor, Kate took care of that. She rushed forward with her knife, and just as coolly as anybody could, she slipped the doctor's throat from ear to ear. And then she expertly rifled through Dr. York's pockets for anything of value, and within minutes the blood was mopped up, the booty was stashed, and the body was dropped into the kitchen cellar. They didn't really expect a tip for that dinner, did they? Well, you know, I guess they decided if he was going to tip them, they were just going to take it all. Oh, my. Though this was... This was known as the Bloody Benders. Oh, my goodness. And this infamous or famous quartet of serial killers would later be called, uh, uh, that they had, uh, that's what they were called, the Bloody Benders. They just bagged another victim, basically. Mm. And the Benders would be known as, in history, as some of the worst mass murders in the West. And it was only about a year, from about 1872 to 1873, they operated out of what locals would later, later call the Bender's Bloody Inn. Mm. And, you know, historians have never really learned exactly how many victims, and the sad thing is it included children that met the mallet and the knife at the hands of the Bloody Benders. Oh, my goodness. Now, uh, I suppose one brother was called Fender Bender and the other one was called Bumper Bender, right? <laughs> that would have been a lot better than the bending they were doing. I see. Uh, like smashing people's heads. But uh, anyway, later they did find uh, the bodies of at least 20 people were found on the property. Oh, my. And they think that the number could have been as high as even 40. Oh, my goodness. So, but let's go back a little bit. The story of the Bender Inn has its roots in the post-Civil War period. Now, settlers complained that the Osage Indians, who had been given a portion of southeastern Kansas by treaty, should be moved so that whites could use the tribal land. Well... Among the first wave of settlers was a cult of people called the Spiritualists. And they took up residence uh, near the Osage Trail, and the town of Cherryvale sprang up a few miles away. Now, among the group of cultists, or these Spiritualists, was John Bender, his son, Junior, 
And they uh, each settled a section of uh, prairie land right there. And a little later, the Bender women arrived, Ma Bender and Kate. And after they built a, this uh, cabin, I guess, that we're going to call the Bender Inn. Now, these spiritualists were a little bit strange, but they were industrious. They were hardworking, and they would go to their Sunday meetings every Sunday. Uh, but the Benders, they seemed to prosper. They had things going pretty good. They had a nice garden. They had an excellent orchard uh, with more than 50 trees. And anyway, to help uh, make ends meet, they also opened up, opened up this inn and grocery store for travelers along the road. So they offered meals, they offered a bed for the night, and they offered grain for the livestock. And in their store, they sold ammunition, powder, lead balls, canned goods, dried fruit, jerked meat, tobacco, and whatever else they had. But it was said that if the man had no guests, uh, if they didn't have any guests in the inn, you could see the benders out working in their orchard. Now, uh, this will come into play later. Mm -hmm. The ground around the trees was exceptionally well-groomed. Uh, and well fertilized, uh, as you'll come to find out. Uh, anyway, John, or Pa Bender, the neighbors commented, was, uh, he was sometimes hard to understand because he was, he actually came from Germany, and so he was hard to understand, but he was thought to be in his late 50s, about a large man for his day, probably more than six feet tall, with big old bushy black caterpillar eyes, uh, uh kind of like Madame Mustache that I described last week. Oh boy. But, uh, he mostly kept himself, uh, and his son John Jr. was uh, actually kind of a good-looking guy in his 20s, and uh, he was known to talk to himself as he walked or worked, and again, I mentioned he was thought to be a little slow. But like his father, he was a hard worker, and in those hard times, uh, hard work kind of covered a multitude of sins, although I don't think it could have covered their sins. But anyway, Kate Bender was uh, the only one of the four who was considered outgoing. She was friendly. Uh, the sort of woman who was instantly liked by everyone. But she kind of ruffled the community with her revolutionary philosophy. She was kind of a, a couple of hundred years ahead of her time, but she was considered by some at the time to be satanic. But, uh, you know, sometimes her, her ideas uh, offended some of the locals, And but her reputation as a looker, I mean, she was a good-looking lady. I don't have a picture of her, but uh, she was evidently a very attractive lady. She was a hostess and a psychic she drew a number of interested uh, customers and again so did her good looks yeah she was a psychic all right she looked the guy in the eye and said you're gonna die and he was right <laughs> i know what's in your future <laughs> and it's not looking good <laughs> uh anyway you know on occasion kate would take her presentation on the road and she would visit towns around kansas and she was sometimes billed at uh, lectures as a professor of the supernatural. Oh, my. Now, you know, back then, people really looked at these people for guidance and one thing or another. But anyway, people who were interested in psychic phenomenon or who needed spiritual healing were said to seek her out. And she professed to have the ability to see into the future, as you just mentioned. She said she could communicate with spirits and she could heal with herb, herbs and, and charms and in fact, I've got a poster right in front of me that uh, says that it says Professor Miss Katie Bender can heal all sorts of diseases, can cure blindness, fits, deafness, and all such diseases. Also, deaf and dumbness. Uh, anyway, that's June eighteenth, eighteen seventy-two. That was her uh, calling card, I guess you want, if you want to call it that. She could have really made a fortune back in Washington D.C. Yes, curing deafness and dumbness. <laughs> yes, yes, you would have been well paid. <laughs> 
<laughs> anyway, Ma Bender, uh, she also claimed to be a psychic, but she wasn't so good at it, not as good as Kate. And she was kind of a big woman in the early 50s, and uh, Ma Bender was said to have a little bit of a temper, and she kept her husband and son in line, but she never seemed to get mad at Kate, however, because I guess Kate was the, the money maker, so to speak. So anyway, it doesn't appear that the other families in the spiritual group knew anything about this extracurricular activity that was taking place at the Bender Inn. And the family members with Kate as the ringleader took good care to cover their tracks. They were, they were pretty cautious. Now, the Benders largely targeted lonely souls who wouldn't be readily missed. Now, after they were satisfied that the man was a good prospect, they would kill him and rob him. Now, travelers usually were safe from the Benders if they were in a group or if there was another guest present. And if a traveler had a local connection, uh, if someone knew he was staying at the Bender Inn, or if the person was a regular, he'd also be safe. Now, the guys that weren't safe were cattle buyers, investors, land speculators, travelers. And back then, you know, they did business on a, on a cash basis. So mm-hmm. these were the prime, prime targets. So, and also people that would make it hard to trace their whereabouts. Uh, and these were the ideal victims uh, for the benders. Now, the benders preferred victims that were on long journeys. Uh, again, such a person like this might not be missed for months. And the likelihood of authorities tracing the victim back to southeastern Kansas Plains, let alone the Bender Inn, was pretty remote. And as I mentioned, besides, you know, besides violence and trouble on the trail, which was not uncommon, there were natural hazards to be accounted for, like getting thrown or dragged from a horse, bitten by a snake, caught in a blizzard or a tornado, or swept away in a flash flood, among other things. So, you know, back then, people just would vanish, uh, disappear, and their remains would never be found. And, of course, always the chance of being attacked by Indians or, you know, there's more than one man that was shot and killed for his horse or his saddle, not to mention whatever cash the guy had. That's right. So, anyway, by 1873, the number of disappearances along the trail had gotten so high that officials and local residents began paying attention. Uh, This region in southeast Kansas had become one of the most dangerous places to travel in the West. Well, things kind of came to a head with the disappearance of this Dr. York. Uh, in the spring of 1873, when the good doctor didn't return, his wife and brothers uh, used their influence to try to get some investigation going. Now, oddly enough, it was partly Dr. York's own investigation that had drawn him down the road in the first place. You see, Dr. York's friend, a guy by the name of George Lonker, had taken his seven-year-old daughter to visit relatives. And Lonker and his child never reached their destination and just seemed to have vanished without trace. Well, York wanted to retrace their route and find out what had happened to them. So when Dr. York himself vanished, uh, his brother, a guy named Colonel York, personally led an investigation, and in May of 1873 to find him, well, it didn't take long before they concluded that Cherryvale, near the Bender Inn, was the best place to start. Now, it was common knowledge that the doctor had stopped at the Bender Inn for an early meal. Now, according to the Benders, he had continued on his way. They had, a, they had an alibi. But the Benders were apparently the last people to see him alive. Uh-oh. Well, the Cherryvale residents, eager to help in any way they could, they cooperated and, uh, with Colonel York, and they had a town meeting, and it was attended by Pop Bender. And Anyway, most of the locals pledged support to the investigation, and nearly all the homesteaders were honest people who were also worried about the dangers of the road. Mm-hmm. Uh, they themselves had to travel on this road. So 
Anyway, volunteers stepped forward to join the search party, which soon had more than 50 men. Now, according to some accounts, even Kate Bender joined the effort, uh, promising to consult the spirits to see if they could help find the missing man. <laughs> and uh, we know good and well she didn't have to consult the spirits to know where, where these people had gone. But anyway, Colonel York and his party, they divided up to better search the area. Well, by the time York and his men reached the Bender Inn, the Benders were gone. Uh-oh. Uh, it appeared the family had uh, fled rather quickly. Uh, they'd packed a few things, and they were gone. Well, Colonel York led a search of the deserted, deserted Bender home, and what he and the others found was pretty awful. Uh. Uh, I mean, finding the kitchen cellar nailed shut, the men pried the nails loose and opened the door, and you can just... I don't even want to imagine the smell that overtook them. I mean, inside were, yeah, I don't even want to describe what was down in that basement. How could they uh, possibly hide that smell and all that from people that did stop there? You know, that's a good question. I mean, because for 18 months, oh. this went on. Ooh. I mean, the smell had to be horrific, you know. But anyway, York thought there might be bodies buried under the cabin floor and Expecting the worst, the men ripped up the floor to search for victims, and they took the cabin apart piece by piece, but then the men spread out to search the property. Uh-huh. Now, I mentioned about the careful grooming of the orchard. Oh, yes. They noticed some depressions in the ground and places where the soil was soft. Sure enough, they dug down and found uh, people. Oh, and no. And they found the man that Colonel York had been looking for, his brother, Dr. Oh, York. And they also found the bodies of uh, his friend, and his young daughter. Ooh. Now, this, like I say, nothing like this series of crimes has ever been recorded in the history of the country. And, you know, it's a little wonder that the Bender's uh, farm was later dubbed Hell's Acre by the searchers. And uh, anyway, they found quite a few bodies. And But as quickly as it was determined that the Benders were the murderers, uh, they had kind of what we would call an all-points bulletin that went out. But they'd had a head start, and the searchers at first were able to follow the wagon tracks, but eventually they uh, split up, and uh, anyway, uh, they got away. Um, there was a, in fact, there were some rewards put out. The governor of Kansas offered $2,000. Colonel York offered $1,000. But in the end, uh, Ma Bender and Pa, they all got away. Um, so when they split up, you know, they, like I say, they went their separate ways, and nobody really knows what happened to them. Oh, my goodness. And so for all their homicidal activities, the bloody benders were thought to have netted about $5,000 in cash and gold, you know, along with saddle horses and wagons and teams and stuff like that. So, so that's the story of the bloody benders, but I have an addendum. Uh-oh. I think I know what it is. I know what it is. But... Uh, it's titled God Saved My Life. Okay, I've There's got two minutes left. A story about a guy named Reverend Daniel Bros. <clears throat> now, he was traveling and he came upon the Bender Inn. Mm-hmm. And he went in. <clears throat> excuse me. Um, anyway, he got in the house and he thought everything was okay. He saw the canvas divider uh, dividing the, the room. He was introduced to Mrs. Bender and Kate. And they sat down to dinner, and uh, he said, he, as he was sitting there, he saw a very ugly, satanic-looking man enter the room, and he had a hammer in his hands. Well, at that instant, something came over me, he said, like a flash of lightning. I jumped up and went toward the door. Mrs. Bender said, what is wrong? 
He said, I don't remember whether I not I drew my revolver, but I never felt so strong in my life as I did then. I pushed the mean-looking man out of my way, jerked the door open, and left. And anyway, he came back a couple of years later, and that's where he found the story, found out what was really happening. Oh, my. And so he was one of four people that we know of that actually escaped from the Bloody Benders. Oh, my. You know, I know what the family did after they left Kansas. What's that? They opened up the Bates Motel. <laughs> I'm going to have to check that genealogy. <laughs> there, could be, there could be some connection there. Yeah, they had some relatives back east in New Jersey that were the Bateses, and then they started the Bates Motel, and that's where Alfred Hitchcock started the movie. <laughs> what, a, what a great idea. I, I had never even connected those people. Well, it's absolutely obvious. I don't know what you were thinking. I know. I, I have another story, but I, can't, I couldn't find it, about a young girl that was friend, friends with Kate Bender. Oh, my. And uh, they were actually were quite good friends, but... Uh, uh, I couldn't find that story in my notes anywhere. Well, I'll tell you but what she that thought Kate was. She thought Kate was okay, but you know, of course, later found out uh, she wasn't so okay. Well, that story just gives me the creeps. The Bender family of Kansas. That was a good yeah. one. Doctor Dash History dot com. Everybody in the world remember that. Doctor Dash History dot com, and you can listen to more of these stories every week right there on that website. Well, I, this was kind of a gory one, and I kind of hesitated to tell it, but I thought, well, that's still part of the old west. That's there you go. The hazards that travelers in the old west faced you know absolutely well listen i'm down to the last 30 seconds so i gotta run but dr dash history.com better known as dr ken turner thank you very much excellent story this morning we'll talk to you next week all right you have a good day sir. all right take care Bye. the benders of kansas that was interesting on dr history remember you can listen dr dash history.com when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.